If you're a kid who grew up in the projects in government housing and on welfare, if you're a kid who grew up in school struggling to make grades, you're really far behind the rest of your class, you're going to know exactly what this feels like when I talk to my guest, Mike Barrow. He had all of the strikes against him. And man, he started hustling in school. He started developing businesses. He started learning a few things. And today he is kind of the unofficial shark of Shark Tank in San Diego. This guy is closing huge deals and running multi-million dollar companies. And you get a chance to hear how he went from lowly government housing and struggling at school to now leading high level leaders and being extremely successful. I can't wait for you to hear from my guest, Mike Barron, on this episode of Unbeatable. These stories of triumph over adversity will help you handle your toughest days in life and become unbeatable. Hey, Mike, thanks for taking some time out of a crazy busy schedule to be with me on this episode, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you're you're uh, connected with me directly from Limelight. I can see all of those gold and platinum records yeah. on the wall behind yeah. you, man. Um, you have been insanely successful as an entrepreneur and a businessman you. and investor. Um, and I'd love for people to find out, you know, a little bit about your story, because sure. From a guy who grew up from a teenage mother in government yep. housing to where you are today, man, that's a pretty amazing journey. Um, I appreciate that. I, I just got to know, uh, you're a guy who knows how to close some really big deals. I was thinking oh, hey, about yeah. this Saturday night, Saturday night Live skit, right? ABC, always be closing. That's right. Yep. And people freak out when they start talking big dollar deals, right? Like people will lose their brains when they start figuring out whether or not they're going to be able to land those deals because of the amount of money and right. all of the, you know, uh, imp, uh, the long-term implications that go on uh, back and forth with those deals. So sure. how do you do it, man? How do you handle the stress of those really big yeah. deals when you're in the big meetings? Yeah. So um, before I answer that question, let me let me kind of like give you a quick background. Uh, when I started my business, when I left corporate in 2014, I was I was selling websites in SEO and I was selling websites for thirty five dollars a month. OK. And, you know, my pitch was unlimited updates. I'm going to get you ranked on Google. I'll do anything that you need. You know, call me at three o'clock in the morning. Call me at four. Call All me right. every day for the next year and I'll handle it. I'll do a, I would do a backlit for you. I'd jump through a fire ring for you. I'd go across the whole town for 35 bucks. You just signed me up, man, for $35 a day. That kind of customer service, I'm in. You know, and and at the time, and I I had the skills, obviously not the skills and the awareness I have today, not the level of administration I have today. But but for, at the time, I was afraid of money. And what I mean by I was afraid of money is I grew up, never having money. You know, I grew up in section eight. Uh, it was a big deal for, for my family to, you know, to go to subway, you know, we go to like subway once a year and as a kid, so I'm 39, I'll be 40 next month, which is kind of crazy to me, man. You're almost there. Oh, almost there, you know, almost there. So, you know, you, in, in the neighborhood, you'd hang out until the lights came off or tell your yeah. parents called you. So I wanted to be outside, swing from trees and do a whole bunch of, you know, bullshit and jump off of fences, whatever. When, when I found out we we're having Subway, I'm like, dude, screw hanging out. That's I'd right. That's right. Right. Like, like, no, no way. We're going to feast. So I, we, I never had money. So I was afraid of money. I was afraid to ask, you know, ask for money. Uh, you know, some of the stuff we wear, to, you know, stuff that we drive, we got the cars in the back and Lamborghinis and all that stuff. I was afraid to go into the, the Mercedes Benz dealership. I was afraid to go into like a Gucci store. I was afraid to go into, you know, a, a designer place or to the Rolex store. Because I felt like at the time I never belonged. Cause I never had it. Yeah. You'd feel like a so, fake being in there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, these guys don't want me here. So how does one go from that to now? Like yesterday, man, we did a $7,000 cash collecting today. I'll do number, another 30. I, I make our organization does anywhere from 30 to 50 K every single day, six days Holy a week. Holy smokes, man. Yeah. You can't even, you can't even dispute it, you know, with the bank statements and all. 
So how does one go from being afraid of a $35 website to not even flinching, asking for, let's say $50,000. And um, I would say one of the biggest things is, is if you're not, uh, let's not, not everybody wants to make that kind of money. Not everybody has to make that kind of money. Lots yeah. of people that are listening are thinking, I know what it feels like to sell a $35 website, one, oh, yeah. uh, you know, 35 bucks a month, but 30 K a day, there's it's not a lot of people listening that knows what that feels like. So talk to us, man. Yeah. So, um, now, uh, as, as far as like, what, what was the transition? Um, if, if you're not, if you want to make a lot of money and, and if that's the game you're playing and you're not making a lot of money. The only thing is you don't, there's something you don't know or you don't understand about money. So in the last, I'd say 10 years, I had to learn what the hell money is. And I had to find out that money is just energy. It, 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 it's like, it's damn near all made up. It, it's, yeah. it's literally, it's, it's made up, man. Paper currency is basically just paper, right? Bro, it's paper. And now today it's like digits in a, in a freaking screen. Uh-huh. It's all made yeah. up. So my websites went from 35 to 350. I added a zero. I was like, what the hell? Nobody even flinched. And then <laughs> when they added, added a zero, zero and everybody's like, yeah, sure. Sign me up. It was the same damn thing. I've been working hard. I've been doing 12 to 14 hours. I've been taking weekends off. I've been, you know, making sacrifice. It was the same damn effort. It was the same damn, you know, commitment. And all I, once I found out it, money is just, it's, it's damn near made up. And once I figured out, you know, um, you know, there's not too many, there's a couple lucky people, but it's, it's not like this guy's lucky or this guy's zip code or this guy. Once I found out, like, you know, it's, it's like the old school Bob Proctor, like it's the old school, um, you know, some of the OG names, like the, the, the value create the service you provide is directly related to the, to the income you earn. Right. So once I, once I started learning about money, I was like, okay, cool. It's just money. So I wasn't afraid of money. So now I got really heavy on uh, personal development. So, you know, I signed up, you know, these names, uh, uh, Russell Brunson's category King here, here, here's a credit card for 150 K swiped freaking, you know, 2022 Myron Golden. Here's 50 K in the front. Here's 150 on the back. Another coach in San Diego. I'm gonna give you $10,000 a month. Okay. For the next two years. And, and what, what, and I don't want to get off track. I'm kind of, I'm kind of long-winded. Do you hear people screaming in the back? Yeah, it here? sounds like you guys just landed another big deal. They're ringing the gong behind you. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'd imagine they made like ten thousand dollars right now. Uh, it's all good, man. Yeah, so it looks like four thousand dollars right now. A big anyway, behind you. All good. So I, I believe, um, and I don't believe you've ever heard this because I didn't borrow this from anybody. This is one of the truths I found, and uh, I believe the secret to success. Is having the right information and operating on that information. Okay, I'm gonna say it one more time. The secret to success is having the right data and operating on that data. So the wrong information can kill you. Can kill you. Okay, you have a guy that doesn't believe in gravity. He's on the edge of a building. He's like, Mike, there's no such thing as gravity. It's wrong data. Takes one more step. Goodbye. You know, um, growing up as like a um, in, in Section Eight or lower class poor family. I wasn't really getting the data in my household. It's like money doesn't go on trees. Rich people are greedy. You know, you have to be lucky, whatever. So I, I you know, again, I had to figure out like the, the wrong information kill you. The right information could, could set you free, so to speak. So I'm not afraid of money no more. I know the importance of information. I'm like, okay, Russell, boom, coach in downtown San Diego, boom, Myron, boom, you know, whoever. I, I'm, I'm always paying money to, to get better, to get stronger, to get smarter, to get faster, right? So now throughout the years, you start doing that. You start investing yourself. It, 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 I would don't even flinch asking someone for a hundred thousand dollars because I feel so good about me and I know what I've become over the last, you know, a couple of years in the last half decade or so, you know, it's like a, a, a jujitsu guy, you know, dudes at the freaking, let's say bar and grill, 160 pound man, big guy walks in six, four. He's like, Hey man, you're in my seat. Jiu-jitsu dude's like, hey, man, I don't want to hurt you. Guy's like, dude, you're in my fucking seat. Get out or you're going to have – he's like, I don't want to hurt you. The jiu-jitsu guy is so freaking confident because he has put in that work. He has worked on himself. He has, he has hours on the mat. 
So the transition for me is like, is the information, it's some of the results I've had. It's like how I, how I view myself today and the value that I know about myself. So it, it's, dude, $100,000, $50,000, are you kidding me? It's nothing. It's nothing. My, my, my buddy, Louie, he was in my inner circle. He gave me 50K. He just sold his company, nothing crazy, but he sold it for a million dollars, literally, like right out of a million dollars on a $50,000 investment. So that was kind of my transition. And I could keep going, but I, hopefully I answered well, your listen, question. Well, listen, man, um, you and I know a little bit about what Section 8 housing is like. There's people mm -hmm. tuned in on this episode. They're connected with us from around the world. They don't sure. know that terminology. But yeah. like you, man, not only did I grow up in Section 8 housing, but I grew no way, up in, man. in the... Yeah, and not only that, but I grew up in the trailer parks, but not the part oh, of the yeah. trailer park close to the road, man. I was way back in the back of the trailer park where the people yeah, up by yeah. the road don't live. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, they don't yeah, go you're back on the other there. side of the train tracks, man. So That's people funny. need to know, uh, describe for those people that have no yeah. idea what Section 8 housing is like, describe what it's yeah. like for you as an 8, 10, 12-year-old kid living with totally. a, you know, a teenage mom and scrapping yep. to make any, to, to put yeah. any food on the table. Yeah, so Section 8 housing, basically what it is, it's, it's basically the government will fund uh, low-income families because, like, they basically cannot afford to, like, take care of themselves. Like, they cannot afford an apartment complex or a house. So the government will say they will like sanction this community, you know, the, the owners have to, you know, apply, but they'll say, Hey, listen, this, this particular community is like a lower class community. And, uh, because the government's going to fund this, you know, these families can pay like a hundred bucks a month. You can, you can live in San Diego for a hundred bucks a month, but I did. And it was basically, I was approved by the, my family was approved by the government because we had no money. No, you know, you know, no education, not even a high school education. And they're like, Hey, you can, you know, you can, you can stay here. Uh, granted, you know, you, you don't make too much income. So now, you know, I'm in that, I'm in a, a neighborhood of it, it's the projects is what it is, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm in neighborhood and, and it's pretty much what you imagine. Uh, very diverse, you know, um, a lot of minorities, uh, a lot of people just, you know, they, they don't have, uh, traditional formal education, as you'd imagine, there was a lot of good people there. And it was, and it was also a very tough environment. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So when I was there, it was normal. Like, you know, people are doing drugs, people are out there shooting craps, rolling dice. And when someone didn't pay, they got their ass kicked mm -hmm. and this rival gang would come in and there'd be a fight. It was just kind of, it's a bad environment from the outside looking in. But when I grew up, when that's just, all, you know, that's all, you know, right? Yeah. You know, just, a lot of shit went down over there, man. <laughs> hey, man, yeah. not only did you have that deck stacked against you, but you also had some real challenges at school. Like oh, yeah. when I was studying up on you a little bit, man, yeah. uh, severe ADHD, which means oh, the shit. teacher put you in the corner and everybody yeah. else is normal. Look at the yeah. look at the kid over in the corner that nobody else is next to because he's yeah. that that different, that disrupt disruptive, man. Yeah. Like, what was that like for you? Because you have a huge handicap uh, educationally yeah. when you're growing up. Absolutely. too. Yeah. So um, my, so my mom had me at 16. She's the oldest of three. So I grew up in my grandmother's house and her, her younger sisters were a year behind and another one was seven. So my, my aunts were like my sisters. So it's all women. And this baby comes home from the hospital, which is, which is me. And, you know, today I have two siblings and three daughters and my brother has two kids and I have a cousin Lynn and they're always like, out of all the kids ever, ever, we've ever had in our family, you were like by far the baddest kid, the most disrespectful, <laughs> worst mouth. When like, he says bad, he doesn't mean mean or tough. He's talking about the kid that's always getting into trouble, finds you if you are not looking absolutely. for it, right? Absolutely. So now you go to, uh, you, you fast forward and now it's kindergarten. Um, you know, it's like 20 kids there. I'm the only kid that cannot sit still. There's 20 kids there. It's nap time. Everybody's taking a nap. I'm on the carpet, just poking people. You know, it, it's nap time. I pull out a fork. I'm like, I, I like poke a kid. And, uh, my step, my stepdad came to my life at this time. And, uh, I remember sitting, him sitting down with my mom. She, she was still a young lady. The principal's there, the nurse is there, my teacher's there. And like, even back then, I wasn't, you know, very- Oh, that sounds like an intervention, man. We got to do it something, was. right? It was, yeah. it was. You know, I, I was always really aware, 
when adults were talking and they had no idea I knew what the hell they were talking about. Yeah. You know, I was not good at, at school. And they're basically saying like, like he, 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 he's a disruption to the class. You know, you may start thinking about, um, you know, like getting him on, on medication so he can focus. And I just remember my, my dad, my stepdad was like, so how, how, how long does he have to sit on the carpet? They're like five hours a day. He's like, well, you're telling five me five hours I, a day. Yeah. Sit on the carpet. Yeah. Listen to the teacher, right? right. He's like, so tell me one person you know that can sit on the carpet for five hours. And the response was, well, all the other kids do it. So now you, you, you fast forward third, fourth grade, same deal. I'm struggling in the classroom. Um, I'm always like one of the least performing students in the whole classroom. You know, I'd, I'd say if not the least performing, one of the least performing. And um, I have a cubicle. So the teachers here dresses the class. I always had a cubicle facing the wall. So I was already like outcasted. I was, you know, it was like 25 kids and, you know, so I just found this out recently. Um, I haven't seen my, my dad in a while. Came to visit me. He's ill right now. So he's just making his, his men's or whatever. I haven't seen him in a decade. And he's just saying how he was proud of me. And he told me something I didn't even realize. He says in sixth grade, right before I go to junior high, he was saying they want to hold you back because you have the bottom five, uh, five percent test scores in the state, like the ACE that test. So that was, that was me in elementary school, man. Just kind of just struggling, man. Struggling. Yeah, well, even a little socially awkward. Yeah, dude, of course. Um, this podcast is for people that have been punched in the face by life. And yeah. every episode, there's another example from a different walk of life of somebody who's been punched in the face by life. And when sure. people get punched in the face by life, you got two options. You hit the mat and you curl up in yep. a ball and you quit yeah. or you yeah, decide cool, to be basically. unbeatable. I'm going to get That's up right. and I'm going to get back right. after it. Totally. And I was thinking as you're talking a moment ago, man, you got the one, two punch, right? Like you got oh, yeah. the section eight housing and everything is against you economically. Right. You got education and everything is against you that way. And, and, and let's be honest, man, you and I both know tons of guys that grew up in your circumstances who said, look, I'm never going to amount to anything. Cause look at the way that I was born. Look at the family yeah. I grew up in. Look at the schools that I went to. I'll never be able to close. I'll never be able to run a multi-million dollar business and start Completely, one man. from scratch like you did. And yeah. Man, I need yeah. people to I, hear I mean, from I you, man, because how, how did I'm you how did you keep getting up better. off the mat after you get punched in the face again and again? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, no one I grew up really went off and did you know some extraordinary ordinary things. And again, I'm not better and and I'm not superior, but like you know, I'm, I'm a like an anomaly from yeah. From of course, I know a thousand guys that grew up like you did, and none of them got broke free yeah. from it, man. So, so now, uh, I'm I'm exiting elementary school and um i'm going to junior high i become an athlete i excel in way, football i'll just say it one more time for everybody who's listening california is a massive state one of the world's biggest economies and largest population in the united states and you're at the bottom five percent of yeah, all state. of the students in the, the whole state. state yeah yeah in the whole state man you know um and it, it, you know like i'm struggling but i'm aware I'm aware this is going on. I know that I'm not, it's not clicking like the other kids, man. And, and it's, 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 it's tough, dude. It was really tough, man. It was really tough. It was just, I felt the pressure. I felt a little different. You know, yeah. I have friends and all that. For good sure stuff. you're different when the teachers got you in a cubicle uh, separated from the rest of the room. Yeah. Oh yeah. By myself. And I, I knew, could, could you imagine a 10 year old kid? Where there's 25 kids and there's just like one little ram dude that's just yeah. off. Yeah, and everybody's looking at you like you're a freak, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, so it makes it worse, man. It makes it worse. Anyways, so now um, I become a um, I become an athlete. Seventh grade, I excel in football. It's pretty good. Became captain captain on the team. I started wrestling and all that. And um, it, it, it it's I just remember being like 12 years old, 11 years old. And I was always just like intrigued by money. So my, my stepdad, he was a manager at a bakery, but it's not like a bakery where they make cookies and, you know, like sweets. It was like a freaking Home Depot. Like it was like a major, like there's bread going across 30 feet in the air and 
It was called Parisian Bakery, which was like one of the biggest bakers in California, Parisian. I don't believe they're around anymore. And, um, you know, they used to call him Chief, and he was like the big boss. So I, I always remember asking him, like, hey, this summer, can I work? This summer, can I work? I was like 12, 13. And uh, I always wanted to make money. And I remember at that same time, I, I asked him, I said, hey, um, how come we're not rich? Like, how come we're not rich? Like, I know we're poor. How come we're not rich? And uh, he's like, huh, we are rich. I'm rich. His name was Richie. And I was like, man, get out of here. Like that, it's man. a playoff of words, right? Yeah, I don't know if we met before, but my name is Rich. My name is Richie, you know? So anyways, um, I didn't, I didn't end up working with him. And I remember at uh, 13, I used to go to like the uh, the Sam's Goody and the Costco. Yeah. And I would, I would buy candy and, in bulk. All right. Right. So then I would sell candy. Look at you. I was making like 10 Got a little hustle going on the street corner oh, at 13 years old with candy yeah. bars. It, it totally, man. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking home like a hundred bucks a week. And uh, I, I, I remember going to like now high school. And, and by the way, something happened in uh, eighth grade. I, 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 I kind of got obsessed on uh, education. So I was like a 3.8 student, almost 4.0. No, you turned it around. From yeah, it was so shocking. It was so shocking, though, man. Wow. I was like a slow kid in the fucking eight, in eighth grade. I was like, damn, I'm like one of the smartest kids in the whole damn school. It was weird, you know. But I got obsessed. So I always had that like compulsion, that that like that that obsessive freaking. That I've always been like that. So now you go to high school, and um, not only am I selling candy, I have a whole team of people selling candy for me. So check this guy out. Ball. He's already got a business oh, yeah. going yeah, yeah. in high school. Yeah, with a totally bunch of employees working for him. You, you, you know, so now, now I'm like mid high school, tenth grade, and I just wanted to make money. We never had money. I wanted like Nikes, and I wanted Jordans, and I wanted freaking you know new clothes, and I wanted to you know jeans. I know and every. I know exactly what you're talking you know, about. That was me, man. Movies, yep. man. Not worry about not having anything. So now, I'm 15, about to become 16. And um, I, I, about three, four months before I became 16, I filled out job applications for McDonald's, Jack in the Box, KFC, Taco Bell, uh, Burger King. These are all spots in my, where, where I grew up. The day I turned 16 on my birthday, now I'm legally capable, able to work. On my birthday, dude, I turned in my, my job applications I've been holding for about four months. And what, is, what the hell is the point? The point is, dude, I have been driven and motivated on on, on making paper I, I i've been obsessed with it as a young boy and i'm, I'm gonna tell you I'm, it's gonna lead into kind of what happened so now um I'm, I, you know i'm 15 about to be 16 i'm like dude if i get a car that means like i can i can be mobile and if i can be mobile i can get a girlfriend and if i can get a girlfriend you know i, I can the go whole to like, world is opening up to you right dude, now right I can go to parties now I can go to freaking beach. Like I can go to Mount Soledad. Like, dude, there's no limits. So long story longer, I, I uh, started working at McDonald's. Um, I, I knew early on I had some sort of gift. I became a teen lead in like three months. I was obsessed at working. All my shells were stocked with ketchup. All my shells were stocked with freaking uh, uh, lids for the cups. My, uh, you know, lobby area or where they, where they dine was just the cleanest. And I remember being pissed off at 16 when my manager, who's like my age today, was just sitting there just talking, talking. And I used to get pissed off. Like, why, she, why does she keep talking? Like, we got to work. Like, we have work. So I was not, not the best student traditionally, but I was just an animal. Like, like my work ethic was, has been disgusting since, since, since day one. So, um, you know, I can keep going. Then I got in a whole bunch of trouble. Um, I, I got more to tell you, but what, what else? <laughs> like, no, and so I, I uh, this is the part of the story that I want people to hear, man. Listen, guys that have that come from you, your background economically, yeah. they just think the world's against me. I'm never going to make it. Guys that don't that have forever. the education, the world's against me. I'm never going to make it. You got you got both of them, and Dude, that you was decide me. I'm not going to let it stop me. I got a hustle yeah. going in high school. I'm you know I'm I'm ready to start running the business pretty soon. I'm going to run a McDonald's. Um, no, totally. You're still in high school, man. No, totally, dude. 
literally. Like I had those dreams. I, I was I was 15, 16 years old, right? And I was telling everybody I was going to be rich. And uh, here's kind of a pivotal point, and, and we'll, we'll come back to it if we need to. Um, so there's a girl named Yehida, and uh, she's like in my math class. I must be about 16 years old, you know, 16. She's like, Mike, why do you sell this freaking candy? I was like, you hit a, uh, I'm selling this candy because I'm going to, I'm going to buy a Rolex. I'm going to buy a freaking Rolex. Are you kidding <laughs> At me? At 16 years old, he's already after a Rolex. Nice. You know, I'm going to buy a Rolex. By the way, he's, by the, okay. if you're not watching this on YouTube, he's already rocking one on his arm right there. Oh yeah. 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 Come on. So, so, you know, she's like, okay, that makes sense. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit and then I'm going to tie it up. So 16, I'm, I'm, I'm a wrestler. I'm a football player. I start doing my street shit and uh, I want to be a gangster at this point. Now I'm going from 16 to 17. I want to be a street kid. And, uh, I was doing a whole bunch of bullshit. And, and that's a good way to get yourself hurt or to, you know, to ruin your life. Yep. Long, just to keep it real quick. I walked out of high school, two felonies was never a bad dude, but just that's what happened. Right. So now let me fast forward kind of my mid twenties and I'll back up. So now, um, this is what I believe. Like, like, um, I, I believe that like a baby goes through life because I, I have a four month old daughter. I have a three year old daughter. I have a 13 year old. I believe a baby goes through life and they're not worried about, um, the challenges of life or about what society says or about money. Like if I take my three year old past targets right now and go past the toy section, my three year old daughter is going to scream. I want this. 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 And what the parent generally does or society generally does is like, no, we can't afford. That. No, absolutely not. No, your birthday's in three months. No, Christmas is coming up in four months. No. you. So what I believe is we have this like innate ability to be free from birth and then kind of life happens. Yeah. So then now the kids walking out of high school, they stop reaching because they've been told no so many damn times. Oh man, that's so true. Yep. You know? And, and sometimes it's from people that we love the most, whether it's your grandparents or, or your, your parents or siblings or your aunts or uncles or whatever. Come on, Mike, be reasonable. Yeah. You, like, be reasonable, man. You're not going to be a millionaire. Be reasonable. Like, go work. Vons is hiring. And we hear that, so the kid stops reaching. So now, the reason why I tell you this, because as a young kid, I wanted the Rolex. I wanted the Lamborghinis. I had the Lamborghini fucking... Um, uh, uh, posters and the calendars. I'm telling everybody I'm going to, I'm going to be the man. And then I walked out of high school and it's like, okay, it's time to be reasonable, dude. Like, it's just not going to happen. So now I'm like in my mid twenties and I run into who I run into the, the, the girl from my math class. You hear her. I just run into randomly. Mike B what's up, man. Dang. Wow. It's been so long. It's good to see you. And, and she said one thing. She has no idea the impact it had on me. She's like, hey, man, it's really good to see you. And we were not really close friends, but like we kind of grew up with each other in, in the high school. She said, hey, dude, did you ever get that Rolex? And it hit me in the fucking throat, bro. It, it, it like 18 years old, life happened to me. I forgot damn near who I was. You know, the dreams went away. The ambition went away. The the goal of, you know, of, of being financially free went away. The cars went and she said this to me, man, and it just, it was like, like, I, 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 I became like, I got snapped into like present time, basically. And, you know, I said bite or whatever. And I was like, what? It, it, like my life flashed the last eight years. I was like, what the hell? What happened to me? And I just got back on the horse, man. And I did a lot of things after that, personal development and worked at Grant Cardone's office. And, but that was like a pivotal point where I, I just gave up and forgot, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's the but, moment that she reminded you of all of those dreams that you had been pursuing, but life happened and you heard no so many times that you threw any, any hope of accomplishing those dreams out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> you start, um, you you start some businesses and man, some of the yep. businesses that you started a lot of businesses, in fact, and yeah. they've been yeah, incredibly successful. Yeah. Um, thank you some million dollar multi-million dollar businesses you're still running several million multi-million dollar Absolutely, businesses 
But starting a business is never easy. It's always far more work than anybody thinks. And it is a grind for a long time. So there's some people listening that are saying, man, I want to be free one day. I want to be able to have that, those those nice things. I want to be able to dictate my life. And they're thinking about starting a business. You want to talk about some of those ups and downs for them? Totally, man. So, um, so I'm 39 and, um, you know, I don't want to act super cool, but I, I believe if you're if you're successful, tangible things are going to show up. I know in the last three years, I bought more supercars than anybody in the city of San Diego. Okay, like okay, I, I got to hear this. I, I'm yeah. dying to know, man. Tell me some of these cars that you've been driving yeah, around I, in. I bought a Lamborghini Evo. Um, I bought a second Lamborghini Evo. I bought a Lamborghini STO. That one was five hundred ten thousand. We just bought another Lam- STO, and we're going to go pick up in Italy. Uh, John Pena's. Uh, car. I bought my GTR Nismo. I bought a Lamborghini Urus, so that's six. I'm not going to claim the seventh one, but my buddy bought a McLaren that I kind of helped. Uh-huh. Well, you're talking about six supercars, right? I'm just going to tell you, one car that you're driving cost more than all of the houses that I've ever owned in my lifetime. No way. Uh, yeah. So No way. Come on, Okay. Man. So, um, so, and no, so, no so doubt, you've, you've been able yeah. to accumulate some things and, and be bit, able to, you know, bit, right? Make yeah, a little money along the way. Estate. Yeah, I own some real estate. I have some investment properties and multifamily now. I'm learning, man. But I remember leaving my corporate job and being stressed the hell out. I remember leaving my corporate job and the Empire State Building is like damn near on my neck. And I got stress and anxiety. And I come from home from work after leaving my corporate job. And my wife's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. And she's like, no, what's going on with you? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you can't even fake it. You can't even like, I can't even like my, my frequency, my, my vibration is just destroyed. And I remember just, I was suffering, man. It was so hard. And, and I remember we'd close a big deal and I'd come back to life. And in and, and my world, and I believe like damn near any entrepreneur is like, you go a couple of days without a deal. It's like, you start shrinking. Your confidence goes down. <laughs> yeah. Concerned? Yeah. You, you, yeah. You have doubt, man. You close a big deal. You grow like freaking two inches. And you're like ready to bang your freaking chest, yeah. you know? So, um, this is what I believe, man. Here's, here's a, here's a bar. And, uh, the bar is, um, I'm not like a, a Jesus freak or nothing like that. I don't really go to church too often, but I am Catholic. Uh, but I'm gonna talk about God for a second. All right. Come on. And, and, um, what, what I believe is that, and, and it's, I say this a lot, God does not pick the qualified God qualifies and then picks. Okay. Let me say it one more time. Then I'll elaborate. God does not pick the qualified. God qualifies and then picks. So hold that for a second. And let me tell you the story. I left my corporate job and I was already, uh, I was, I was a number of career advisor in the whole company, UEI college, captain call, uh, uh, intercoast colleges, Concord career college. I was already number one. My work has been disgusting. As I mentioned, I didn't tell nobody I became a president three years out of college. Anyways, yeah, I didn't, I didn't bring that up. And, you know, yeah, I was pretty buttoned up at that time. So now I leave, I, you know, I'm exiting corporate. I have like the, the, the top team out of like 18 campuses. I'm like, dude, screw corporate. We're going to do our own rules. Screw corporate. I'm starting this business. So, you know, next day everybody shows up at my house, like five of my boys that have been on my team for years. No, I'm lying. Five guys are invited. Three show up. I guess two are like, oh, I can't make it today because uh, bullshit. I can't make it today because uh, bullshit. By the end of the week, everybody's gone. So my journey, this is what I believe, and I'm going to button this up. I, I believe that what what's happened for me is I, I started this journey. I'm leaving corporate. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to get rich now. So I have to take that, that first step, and I'm going to go through that desert. What's the desert? The desert is that obstacle of going from where you're at to where you want to be. It's tough. There's scorpions, there's snakes, there's freaking, there's hawks, whatever the hell. So I'm going through it. I'm going through it. I'm going through it. And I'm just getting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. I'm doing backflips for a guy for $35. He's still pissed off and I'm not even able to please him. So I'm going through this desert. Like my, my leg is falling off, man. My arm's falling off. My jaw is like damn near hanging off. And, 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 and I just had so much perseverance, man. I just kept going. So all the people that started with me, they all quit. I just kept going. I kept going. 
And then every now and then what, what happens is you'll hit an oasis in that desert. Okay. And to me, that's like God. That's like God saying, Hey man, I see you. You're doing great. Here you go. And that's when I closed Patrick Ben David in 2016. And I signed up, uh, uh, I, I did PatrickBedDavid.com, PHP agency, which sold for over 200 million. He's one of the biggest influencers on business and entrepreneurship. And I'm like, holy fuck, Patrick wants a website. He's going to pay like eight grand and he needs two of them. I was like, and, 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 and it's like, that wasn't the reward for all the work I put in, but it was just like, son, here you go. Keep going. So I hit the Oasis. What's in the Oasis? There's like coconut water. There's like freaking, you know, mermaids in there, pretty ones. And there's like, you know, shade. Not the, and, not the ugly mermaids. We're talking about the, the ugly mermaids. Yeah. And then you got to go back out. So what happens is, you know, I, I, I would have to work forever to make 50 grand, 60 grand. I'll, I'll make that. Dude, I can go to Hawaii, man. I'll still make 50 grand a day. I, I, money is not something you chase. It's something you attract. Okay. It's not something I have to go work to about. It, it, it's, I will, I just made 10000 what, $5,000 talking to me right now. It, and it will happen again. But what's the point? What's the point? God does not qualify. What's a qualify? Oh, he ha he lives in the perfect zip code. His father is such and such, or his network is so amazing, or, you know, he looks like Leonardo DiCaprio, whatever. What, what happened for me is I just went through bullshit and, and God's like, here you go. Here's, here's, here's a, a, a moat. Here you go. Here's a, here's a brick, brick wall for you. Here you go. Here's a pack of hyenas for you. Here, man, I, that boy, he just, he's not going to give up. He is now worthy of all the stuff that he set off to go achieve. And what happens is it, it, it's the, the road opens up and now that's why I don't really have bad luck anymore. That's why I don't have bad days no more. That's why I don't have challenges or, or it, 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 it's become relatively easy, but it was not easy, but you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's what I believe, man. That's what I'm doing today. You're not living on easy street, but it is a lot easier today than living in section eight housing, right? Oh, absolutely, man. Hell yeah. That's for sure. You know, in my twenties, dude, I paid a, a, one year I paid rent late for like six months in a row. I used to hide from the freaking landlord. I'd, I'd go hide in the closet. Seriously. And, and, and yeah. I wait 30 minutes, go out, check the blinds. Okay. He's not here. <sighs> Diana, come on. Like, how does one go from that to, to, you know, some of the stuff we're doing today? And I, yeah. I haven't made it, but I'm making it, you know? So, well, as you were talking, I was thinking you made a statement just a few minutes ago. It, yeah. it didn't pass right by me. I hope that the people that were listening and driving yeah. right now with the kids screaming in the back, back seat heard what you're saying. <laughs> Part of the reason why you're able to close the big deals right now is because you figured out a way to believe in you. But that didn't happen overnight, 100%. man. And it took a lot of hard work to get there. Right. And there's Absolutely. some people that are driving right now saying, man, I want to be able to do business at that level. I want to be able to chase my dreams. But look at all the strikes I have against me. What if I try it and I fail? I go to the desert and I never make it to the oasis. So what about those people right now? Okay, so for those people, they, what you have to understand that everything you've ever wanted, it already exists. It already exists, either in this form or another, either in this universe or another. Everything you want already exists. So what the hell does that mean? I'm 16 years old saying I'm going to have a Lamborghini. I'm 15 years old. I'm going to have a Lamborghini. Here's me in my far future at 39. I went to jail. I paid rent late. This is what happened. Somehow, some way, my fate was I was going to actually have this. I'm in corporate kicking ass. I'm saying I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to become a multimillionaire. Somehow, some way, it, it happened. So if I were to go show you my new goals, is absolutely I have a $100 million car collection. Absolutely, I'm a billionaire. Absolutely, I live in the most luxurious home in, in uh, Mount Soledad. Absolutely, my friends, loved ones, and my daughters and my wife are the best expression of themselves. Absolutely, I'm at my peak mental, physical, and spiritual state. So all that stuff already exists. But if I were to just turn the dial one notch, it would have never happened. I, I'm talking about this in 10th grade, dude. It happened. I'm talking about ha it, it happened. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm what? 23 years old, 22 years old. I'm with this girl. We're dating for six years. We have a bad breakup. It's the first girl I ever moved out with. I go out to my balcony 
it's it, and, and I could not make this up. There's a full moon out. I live on the second story. I look out at the moon and I said, listen, you don't know me yet. And I don't know you yet, but I can't wait to meet you to my future wife. I love you. I met my wife two weeks later. <laughs> like, like right. what, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Everything you want already exists. But what they have to have, whoever has doubt, you have to have the courage and guts to go get it. So I know everything I want exists. Anything, dude. I'm not going to give you no motivational speech. I'm not going to give you no hoorah. If I want to become the president, I could. If I want to do A, B, and C, I could. If I wanted to, it, it, it already exists. So if you know that, if that's real for you, like it's real for me, now the game is not can it be done because Jeff, most people say can i do this is this possible uh is that real lit dude elon musk is colonizing colonizing mars and you can't like become an investor or, or start a business that you always want to do or go date the woman or the man of your dreams right like that's a real problem that he's solving and i can't go get a fucking bugatti what are you talking about dude everything wonder exists so you have to get very clear that it's not can it be done it's done because you made a committed decision. So the game is not, can it be done? The game is, how do I shorten up the timeline? Okay. So now I remember, it's been about five years ago, got my first Lamborghini, man. You know, and we come from nothing. I'm out here banging my chest. We come from nothing. I told my wife, I was like, could you believe this happened to us or me? Could you believe we're actually doing this? Could you believe we live in this luxury apartment now? Could you believe we got the, the, these great things? Could you? And she says something so cold in a good way. She's like, she's like, yeah, look at all the work you've done. She says, if it didn't happen, none of this would make sense. And what she's talking about is just like principles and laws of the universe. Like just doing the right thing and it starts to compound. But the problem is that people want instant gratification. Rich in the first six weeks. I Dude, it, I, I was an overnight success. That took 10 years, man. And it's the courage to keep going, even though I was suffering. And I wanted to quit. And I was crying at night, and I didn't tell nobody that because I had too much of a freaking ego, you know? And and it, it will happen. And if you're going through bullshit right now, anybody that's watching, trust me, congrats, you're on the right path. And that's what I got to say about that. <laughs> there it is right there, man. That's the story that I wanted people to hear. Yeah, you were an overnight success because you spent 10 years grinding and hustling Dude. and wanting to give up and crying in the bedroom, you know, because it's not happening, but you didn't give up. And then all of a sudden, now you're closing the big deals. Now you're running multi-million dollars. Now you're investing in people and you become, you know, kind of the San Diego version of Shark Tank because of yeah, the, yeah, the influence yeah. that you got. Yeah, dude, you look me up, man. I did. Yeah. yeah. You're the whale well, so shark have, of San have, Diego, man. Yeah, Come on. Well, I have, a, you know, I have a lot of different operations and, you know, usually I, I grab about 25% equity, but I'm downloading my processes, my systems, my SOPs my organization board, my, my everything. I'm like, Oh, you're a dog trainer. Boom. hundred thousand dollars later. Oh, you have a car, Toro rental car rental business. I don't, but like, boom. And that's what I, I meant. I have a dog training business. I don't even have a dog. <laughs> and you don't even know dogs, right? Oh, you know what I mean? So you, you got it, man. Well, so now that that's the perfect segue to get to this next part. And that's let's talk to that guy or that gal that has this financial dream. I've got an idea. I want to know if I can basically turn this idea into money. And you said something really, really wise a minute ago, man. It is not can it be done? It's how can it be done? And you said, how can I figure out the shortest way to get there? So Somebody comes to you and they're like, Mike, I got this idea, man. I think I can make some money on it, but I don't really know how this thing works. Would you be willing to drop some big dollars into my idea? What are you going to talk? How, how does this conversation go? So, so I, you know, for me, I don't really like, I'll take an innovative idea, but that's not what attracts me. It's the individual. All right. It's not, there it is. Not the it's idea. Not like, it's the individual. It's not, I got this brand new app that's going to change the world, or I got this brand new freaking X, or I got this new, the next oop. Like, it's not really that. It's always like the, the founder. That, that's who I invest into. That, that, it, it's the individual. It's not the, the idea. Because I know that, like, if I'm on purpose and we're helping people, cool, check. But I know we could do anything. We can create a landscaping business. We can create a commercial cleaning business. I could steam car. It don't matter. So I, I, when I, when I, when me, when I partner up with somebody, I'm like, okay, 
is this person dynamic? Is this person like somewhat coachable? And I don't know everything because I'm easy to work with. But does this person have enough horsepower and juice to actually like go through that desert if need be? Yeah. So, um, you know, so let, let's just let me, I'm going to kind of flip it. But let's just say that uh, some of your views, viewers are watching and they, they haven't quite you know, got to the financial level that they want to, they're know, not driving Lamborghinis is what you're saying. Yeah. Let's just say that. Okay. okay let's say so that. So I believe in something called the journey of the entrepreneur. It's called the journey of the entrepreneur. I believe you're going to love this. It's I, I, I paid a guy Shakir, uh, a marketing coach back in 2020. I gave him 25 G's for eight meetings, only redeemed two. Cause he gave me all the information I need. And, um, he says, Mike, what do you know about the journey of the entrepreneur? I was like, I don't know about it. Tell me. He says, listen, step number one, if you want to, you know, become financially free, step number one, you have to skill up. He says, doctor, lawyer, attorney, dentist, engineer, all these professions that kids love in third grade, they all have one thing in common. They are high paying skill sets. So Mike, step number one, you want to get rich. You have to have the skills to pay the bills. I said, that makes sense. I'm okay. writing this down. Skills to pay the bills. Right. So I can learn Facebook ads. I can learn funnels. I can learn high ticket sales and closing. I can become a badass personal trainer. Okay. So step number one is skill up, skill up. Step number two in this order, it's called startup. Startup. I have the skills. Let me apply it. I do not want to go to dental school, get a degree, get certified by the state <laughs> right. and not fix teeth. Dude, go fix freaking teeth, get paid. Okay, there's people we know that have gone to school and they got like three degrees. It's like sister, like get into the workforce. It's now. time to like, do something with those degrees, right? It's time to put them to work. Like props on what you've done, but like you got to go actually work a little bit. So we go skill up one. Number two is called startup. Okay, step number three, it's called scale up. S-C-A-L-E, scale up. So scale up means I could do anything but I can't do everything. Okay, so once upon a time, I became a closer and I'm closing deals in my kitchen table and, I'm, and well, I learned how to close and then I started doing everything and I'm, I'm in my kitchen table by myself. My wife went to work and like, I was making the money, I was doing the delivery, I was freaking paying myself, I was doing everything. I'm like, dude, screw this. This is not how I, I best serve myself. Let me go recreate myself. Let me go teach Gage how to close deals. Let me go teach like Gladys Treasury. Let me go teach John Pena, like administration and marketing. Let me go teach. So in scale up, that's where you have SOPs and that's where you have systems. Start to build the systems. Yeah. Right. I have SOPs on every freaking thing. I have a hundred people on my team. Every single position has an SOP with a, with a uh, corresponding video training that I did. You can't really see it, but I have a hundred people on my team, man. You know, they're all, here's the boiler room here. I, got, I can, I can hear know? them in the background and it sounds like they're working. You know, they're, they're all, they're being nosy here. That's yeah. why I'm different. Now I don't take lunch breaks. Just saying. Anyways. <laughs> okay. First one is skill up. So anyone, if they're not, if they want to drive Lamborghinis, they want to invest in real estate, you got to skill up, you got to start up and then you got to scale up. Okay. Um, I'm not really closing a lot of deals these days. The deals I'm closing is I'm acquiring companies, but I'm not closing like my day to day stuff, you know, cause I'm at, you know, I'm, I'm I've grown up from that. Skill up, startup, scale up. Number four now, it's called sell up. S-E-L-L up. Sell up. And again, that is also, you could do anything, but you can't do everything. So now this is Mike saying, okay, I have a system here. Wow. You know, we are making in, in a good month, a million dollars a month. We're pretty dialed in. We know how to recruit people. We know how to train people. We know how to get people producing. We know how to retain people. We know how to deliver for our clients. So I'll go meet a guy like Oscar and Jesus, who has a car rental business in San Diego. And I meet these guys. I'm like, these guys are like fucking really dynamic. These guys got a lot of horsepower. These guys are really, in, you know, high level, high frequency, intelligent guys. If they only knew what I knew about operations, I would freaking, it'd be a rocket ride. So what I do is I partner up with those dudes, give me my 25%. Here is my IP on, on everything. It's here. And I have a, I have a hit squad. I have graphic designers and funnel builders and CRM managers and email marketers. And I, my team will handle that, but you guys have to be the face of it. You guys have, you know, I'll give you two hours a week. Literally, you guys got to give me 40, 50 minimum. 
you guys are there. I will serve as counsel. We'll meet twice a week on the counter, one hour on the counter, whatever. And and first month we made a hundred thousand. I get my little twenty five thousand. Second month we're like at a quarter million. So sell up is where you're actually partner partnering up with other brilliant, yeah. like minded, you know. And, and and Shark Tank is pretty much it. Yeah. So so that's that's step number four. So let me let me give it to you again. Skill up, startup, scale up. Number four, sell up. So number five, last but not least, it's called the ultimate entrepreneur. Okay. So now, um, one thing I love to say is this. Money is not everything, obviously, but it's the best way to keep track of the score. Okay. Money's, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> Money's not everything, but it's the best way to keep track of the score. Okay. I'm going to be uh, a little political right now. What's important is health. What's important is relationships. What the, What's important is, is your loved ones, your friends, your family, yeah. living their best days. Absolutely. Creating memories, of course. Okay. So now the ultimate entrepreneur is your legacy play. It's like, I don't want to just go to downtown San Diego and see Marriott. I want to see Barron. I'm going to go to New York on Monday. Okay, I don't want to just see Trump. I want to see Barron. It, it's your last name. It's your legacy play. It's it's not even just that. I, I'm, I'm an animal lover. That's me donating a million dollars a year to the San Diego Zoo to help condors, right? It, it's it's me. I'm 39. It's it's me in six years, and someone comes up to my grandkids and said, "I met your grandpa, Leanna Ari. I met your dad. He was a fantastic guy. He was just a great human being." It's your legacy play. It's like when it's all said and done, like what will they say about you? Like what will how will the novel end? It, 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 it's your real estate fund. It's your legacy play. So um, how do we get here? It's like, okay, what do we say for the person that's just starting the journey? I'm not talking bad about anybody. I love good people. If you want to be financially free, it's not going to happen at Starbucks. It's not going to happen as an Amazon driver. You have to skill up. And what I would say about that is go find something that you're passionate about, that you're relatively good at, and, and, and trust I promise you, you could. Like my mother-in-law, she can create the best Mexican food restaurant in San Diego, but they don't want to do it, whatever. Skill up, start up, scale up, sell up, and the ultimate entrepreneur. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a junior investor, but, you know, we got some real estate. We got some multifamily. We're learning, man, you know. So I love the fact I wrote down that when you were talking just a second ago, you have some very specific goals and you have goals for family. You have goals for business. Absolutely. You have goals for your life. Yeah, yeah, of course, and I think it's fascinating that you can list those off without even thinking about it. Oh, yeah. The average guy, average gal is going to have to scratch their head for a minute and say, well, if you give me a yeah. little time, I'll be able to figure out where I want to see my life five or 50 years from now. For and sure. After listening to you, no wonder if the ultimate entrepreneur is your legacy game. You got to have a goal and you got to have Absolutely. a clear picture of that goal. If you're going to get there. hundred percent. You, you don't name the goal. You're not going to hit the goal. If I don't, if I don't say I'm going to New York city, I'm not going to end up in New York city. If I don't say I'm going to be a billionaire, I'm not going to be a billionaire. Like I, I got to be at cause. Okay. So now I'm in this facility. Uh, it's about 7,000 square feet. My buddy, Bruce is my, my closest friend since kindergarten. And uh, we, we, you know, we're, we're best friends, but he's not like this crazy take over the world, change humanity guy, which is fine, but we always have a good time. And so he's helping me set up here a couple years ago, right after COVID. And uh, I'm telling him, you know, I'm showing him what I'm going to do. And uh, I'm, I'm going to show you something real quick. I'm going to type in the word facility. I said, man, when this, when this COVID thing is done, okay, because I'm pissed off because I'm tired of being, you know locked in. Dude, I'm like tired of it, right? So I'm showing him this. I said, hey man, um, Grant has a facility. We're not going to have uh, white tables. We're going to have black tables. Another guy that I look up to and a mentor of mine, I said, Russell Brunson, he has a stage with a gray backdrop with a big old TV. We're going to do that too. So I said, it's going to be a place where people can congregate and, and the local community can come and they don't have to worry about shit. And it, it's going to be a a safe haven for people trying to get to the next. What do you know? There's a stage. There's a great backdrop. There's a TV. There is a black things. And here's all the people that come. So what am I talking about? My boy, he says, Mike, dude, you are. And he doesn't understand, which is fine. He's like, Mike, you're so 
he said he literally says like you're really good at guessing I'm like what the hell are you talking I'm guessing about? yeah he's like dude like six nine months ago you you said what it was going to happen it's just and it's, it's not that it's like everything i want already exists i write the goal down i name the goal it's not a matter of can it be done it's it, it's already done because i made a decision so how do i shorten it up and yeah. that's just kind of like i live my just life how do you get there now right Man, I could keep yeah. talking to you for hours, but we got <laughs> to bring this thing to a close. Um, there's yeah, lots dude. of people that are fired up from what they've heard from you today. How do they find out more about you, man? Yeah, thank you. Okay, so um, I, I do a lot of things. Um, I, I would say my high ticket skill set in the very beginning was was learning how to sell and close deals. I worked at Grant Cardone's office. I've signed up. Uh, Connor McGregor is a client. Patrick McDavid is a client. We, Solar City is a client. We start a business going through the yellow pages, cold calling. You know what I mean? So um, if you want to connect with me, I'm very big or very active on Instagram All right. and TikTok. But I, I post three reels a day on Instagram. I'm getting about a thousand followers a day. My Instagram handle is the Mike Barron one. The Mike Barron one. Mike, M I K E, Barron, B A R R O N one. And, uh, you know, I, I do stories every day. I do reels every day. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Um, let If you come through this platform, just just say, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a follower, support of Jeff. Connect. And then another thing on my bio, there's a link there, and you can get my 100K sales program for free. You'll get mentorship for uh, 30 days. It's not going to ask you for a credit card. It's not a 14-day trial. It's not going to expire on you. So, um if you want to, you know, see how you can skill up, I would say start there. Get in my community; it's completely free. Uh, one thing I didn't tell you is that, and this is, this does not come off as cheesy, but um, I, I found my purpose in the last couple of years. All right. And my purpose is is to help those often left behind. Yeah. You know, and and Jeff, uh, as we wrap up here, I, I remember being that nineteen year old kid at the yeah. gym. Yeah. I was waiting for a millionaire to come to the gym and I, I wait, I, I would be in the parking lot. He's coming like this true story. And I was like, there's going to be a, cause I, I felt good about myself even back then. I was like, there's a guy that's going to come in. He's like, dude, I like your style, man. I like your swag. I like your confidence. I like your charisma. I like, what do you know about real estate? Hey man, what do you know about supercars? What do you know about X? What do you know about investing? What do you know about becoming all? I, I, that was like one of the rare stories that hasn't come true. But at 18, and I even already moved out of my parents' home, I was like, it's going to happen. It's going it, to, like, like a year, two years went by. And it never happened, dude. And it never happened. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big boy. I'm a tough boy. But fuck, looking back, it's, it's almost a sad story looking at my, like, 18-year-old self. So I said, when I, quote, unquote, start making it, I was like, I'm going to be that big brother. I was about to say, you're going to be that guy now to some yeah, other exactly. 18, 19-year-old. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so these definitely. are my students, man. I make millions of dollars. So. Um, anyways, man, I, I love people. Um, as long as you're good people, man, I, I, I rock with you. If you're ever in San Diego, you can pull up to my facility. But start there. Go to my Instagram, connect, and uh, yeah, all the killers, man. I'll see you at the top. Yeah, sounds great, Mike. Thanks for giving me some time today, man. Thank you, brother. It's been a pleasure, man. See you around. Did you notice how quickly, how naturally, how easily Mike could list off some of those goals? It's because in his mind, he has a very clear picture. In fact, he's already said, I've written those goals down. And so I already know exactly what it looks like when I get there. And the only question is, what's the shortest path to get to those goals? Chances are you got some goals in life. Are they that clear in your mind? Do you have a plan to get you there? Because if you do, maybe you can figure out the shortest path, the shortest path to get there like mine. If you don't have a clear picture, if you don't have a plan, then let's just be honest, maybe you do, but maybe you don't ever meet those goals. And I hope this episode has encouraged you. Figure out the goals, put them on paper and come up with a plan and then just start working that plan. And don't forget that you keep working and struggling and scratching. And then all of a sudden you become an overnight success 10 years later. 
Thanks, Mike, for some great insights on this episode of Unbeatable. Mike told you how you could connect with him on Instagram. We got lots of people connected with us on social media. And if you're not already following this podcast on social media, why don't you go ahead and search for at Unbeatable Podcast and go ahead and subscribe or follow us on your favorite social media platforms. You're going to find a guy out there like Chuck Edwards, who is very committed, very loyal, very engaged. Chuck, you are a fan of the week this week. Thanks for being so connected with us on social media. But you'll also, uh, you can also uh, download this episode or subscribe to all of the future episodes on YouTube or your favorite podcast platforms. And I want to offer you a freebie too. Look, we don't ask for a credit card. We're not making any money off of this. This is 100% to help you get over some hard days. We want to give you the Unbeatable Army Survival Guide. It's a free PDF. And if you want to get that, just simply go over to unbeatablearmy.com and join our list. And I'll start sending you some amazing content directly to your inbox every week. Thanks for joining me for this episode. See you back here next week with another amazing guest. Have a great week. These stories of triumph over adversity will help you handle your toughest days in life and become unbeatable.